What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome to the Confused Breakfast Podcast. On this podcast, we review the movies that define the 80s, 90s, and 2000s for us as kids. But you really can't talk about the defining media of your formative years without talking about the rest of pop culture. On our mini-episodes, affectionately known as Mini-Bites, we dive into some other aspects of childhood that must be explored. On today's fun-sized conversation, we discuss the life and death of the video rental store. Sad man. It's it's sad. It's done. But it's so it's so this is this is the single most important aspect of this show. Like it this is, is what helpful. this show was built upon. Yeah. It's like we have to the, the nostalgia of the video rental store giving us all those amazing movies from childhood and like remembering going there with your parents or your first date. Like, I mean, that was, that was an experience, you know? And, and with the announcement on January 5th, 2021, that all remaining family video stores will be permanently closing. An era has officially ended after very barely hanging on for more than a decade. So on the episode today, we're going to celebrate the best and worst of our favorite video rental stores, give you some history, share some stories, and ultimately lay this chapter of pop culture to rest. It seems like this should be like our last episode of the show. I know. But like, since it's just happening right now, obviously we're not going to stop this. Well, maybe. If you guys don't give us more reviews, we're going to stop. Yeah. (laughs) Get those numbers up, you guys. Let's do this. So... Uh, but in, in preparing for this, I thought a very important thing to do might be to actually explain the video rental store concept. There might <laughs> be people listening there that probably is. maybe never went never. or forgot yeah. what it was like. Never step, put a foot inside one of these places. Just, like, 
Pre- that weird? Pretend, pretend you you're did? 12 years old. No, I'm people, saying people I'm, there are people, okay. like he's saying. Like that, never, never put a, a foot inside these things. Yeah. Pretend you're a 12-year-old kid right now. Like yeah. You very potentially maybe have never done this where you let me just set this town for you. I you, definitely know like four, five, six kids off the top of my head that I'm related to that have not. Definitely. <laughs> How weird not. is that? Yeah. You you would drive and to, will not. to a store. You drive there and you get out of your car. You walk in the indoor. There's always an in and out door. Right, yeah. They can't be the same door. Yeah. They were kind of progressive, actually, in their uh, guidance of doors <laughs> according to 2020 and <laughs> 2021. And, and yeah, you would walk in and then you would browse this store up and down the aisles of movies that were either brand new, very old. They were browsed usually in sections mm-hmm. of like the types of movies, the genre, comedy. Exactly. And then you would pick that movie up and you would go stand in line and you would hand it to them. And then they would usually go, um, sir, there's a $5 late balance. <laughs> they, I mean, they would always be like, there's a late balance on the damn here. time. Where, <laughs> and that's usually when you go, Oh, I thought I returned that. Yeah. You know, but no, you, you definitely returned it late and you knew you returned it late. <laughs> you did and, well. and then you, they would, they would charge you for it. But then there was always that weird. Everyone was the same. The weird handoff of the, like, you hand them the video, but then you had to walk around the corner, yep. around from the sensors, and then they would <laughs> hand you the video on your way out. Like it was, it's a weird concept yeah. if you are a ten year old kid right now. Well, yeah, and also to you, to you kid listening right now, that's this is this is where the if you've ever heard this moniker, "Be Kind Rewind" came from. Yeah, that is like when I mean, well, first rewind. There was a thing called exactly. VHS. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. VHS before DVD, before Blu-ray. VHS. It was Betamax and VHS, and you had to physically rewind. Not, I guess, not with your a, finger or anything. A machine yeah. would do it. Right. But um, if you watched the movie all the way through, it would not. And you wanted to watch it again, you would have to rewind it. It, <laughs> would, it would start take over a little, again. It would like take maybe five minutes yeah. to rewind. It. <laughs> it, like way too long. I mean, especially if, if it was like you know, it was the definitely Matrix. an act of kindness. That's what it, it was. was. It, it was. was absolutely. Didn't an they act charge of you if you didn't rewind it? I like in the beginning, did. I think they did. I, but then, but then they got their own rewinder machines in stock. And, Let's just know. put it in perspective. Let's say you really, really want to watch Billy Madison. Yeah, and you're so excited you can't barely wait. You put the VHS in, you press play, and it's on the credits, on, the ending yeah, credits. Yeah. You you have to spend five minutes of your life waiting for that thing to rewind before you can start <laughs> watching again. Yeah, that is. VHS. All your friends are like, "God damn it, Sean! Uh, you what, didn't rewind. What? You already watch it or something? <laughs> no, you saw me rent it, dude. I didn't." Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, what like magical about it was like you said, like there was the new release section, which was like pretty much an entire wall, or or the exterior wall, yeah, of the yeah, whole exactly. place yeah. usually it is how it was set around up. the entire thing. And then you know, you're uh, if you wanted to get uh, ending in the cupboard again, you know, you'd <laughs> right. have to go into that section, you know, and get and get the Disney classics and stuff. It was it was super cool. But like the the best part about it to me, and we'll we'll get to more stories and stuff like that later on. But the best part about it is now when you're sh- scrolling through all your Netflixes and your Amazons and all your all your Hulus and stuff like that, you don't pick it up with your hand. Yeah, I know. And turn it around and look and at the read back. It. And read it and like and just feel it and fucking smell whatever joint you're in, you know. Yeah, yeah. Th- they had a smell. We'll we'll get to that. We will but definitely, definitely get to did. that. But that's what what about it about that to me that I really love is is just like the the physical aspect of it is 
going in there, picking up a movie and being like, holy shit, what is this? And looking at oh. it and, being like, and then going home and being like, oh, that's what it is, you know? It's, <laughs> it's, so, it's so magical. It's equivalent exactly to the music industry. It's the same exactly. thing as not being able to pick up an LP vinyl exactly. or a CD and look at the back. It's just everything's digital and you don't get that experience anymore. Exactly. You can't go to a Sam Goody or an FYE to, <laughs> to overpay to, for to music. <laughs> <laughs> my, I think one of my you know, favorite things, most memorable things, you know, me and my, my brothers, boys being boys, there's boys this back corner that's a little darker than the rest of the Ooh, story. What are you talking about? Sneak on it. The video game section. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> we would go in and get video games. And uh, we loved renting video games, but we also rented the consoles because my, my parents would not, they did not oh, buy wow. us. They did not buy us like the consoles. Like, <laughs> when in reality, how much money they spent yeah. renting it for you, they should have yeah. just bought it. Yeah, it's no very doubt. true. It's like we had this weekend, it's like, oh man, it's that weekend. We're going to, like, you know, uh, you know, Red Nick's pencil. coming over and we're going to play video games and get pizza and drink Mountain Dew Code Red and play <laughs> Nintendo 64. And it's just like, because we had to rent the console. And they always came in like a big briefcase. Yeah, they came in this big, like, <laughs> like oversized laptop case looking thing that is just like obnoxious. It smelled like someone else's yeah, house. Yeah, like, like someone else's, like, dust was in there. <laughs> Cat like, hair and yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, but then that's that's another aspect that I I remember from like you know going. Well, yeah, and that's another aspect of it too. Another like, place of it because there wasn't a Steam. Yeah. There there was renting video games as yeah. well yeah. and fucking consoles. And yeah. now everyone just has like you know I I have one box and it's got every Nintendo game or some shit right, on it. You know exactly. It's it's not like that. It wasn't ever like that. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're really good. Uh, at least we think we're really good at uh, dropping some knowledge on you, right? So, so before we get started, let's let's talk about the history of the video rental store. Um, let's let's start from the beginning. So, Sony released their first commercially available video recorders in the United States on June seventh, nineteen seventy five. So that wow. is when you could buy a video recorder, a camera, a VHS, a Betamax, whatever. This is really interesting. Universal and Disney filed a lawsuit against Sony to ban the sales of VCRs and later the rental of movies, but ultimately lost. Can you imagine hmm. had they won that? Yeah. Like what, what, if, what if there was no such thing as movies being sold where you could buy movies or where you could rent movies and watch them at home? The only thing you could do is go to a theater. Yeah, man. I mean, like that's that's kind of how it used to be, even when we were kids. Is, yeah. As well, when like when you saw a badass fucking movie in the theater, you would have to wait a yeah. long time. But imagine right. not even it never it yeah. was available to own. Right. I mean, that's what it was like in the '60s. You know, right. like you, you never watched that movie again until '80s, probably '70s, maybe. You know. But I but think of all the movies, some of the best, some of our favorite movies of all time, like a, like a Dazed and Confused. Yeah. Would never have been seen. Yeah, because yeah. it would have commercially flopped in the theaters, and they would have been like, "This is a terrible movie." If, That's if so I, crazy, right? If I couldn't yeah. go a day without watching my Daily Blade showing or my Daily The Matrix, <laughs> right. like I don't know what I would be today. What would you be? Yeah. So, so yeah, so that, that's insane. But the first professionally, luckily they did lose that and, and were able to, which maybe ultimately is the downfall of movies, but we'll, we'll, get well I will say too, with, with the advent of the, of the first of video camera coming out, 
you know what they were doing with those video cameras, <laughs> especially in the seventies, folks. So the the first professionally managed video rental store in the U.S. was opened by George Atkinson in 1977 in Los Angeles. The store immediately caught on in popularity, and a few more began to pop up. This eventually led to the creation of video rental chains such as West Coast Video, Blockbuster Video, and Rogers Video in the 1980s. By 1987, there were an estimated 40,000 video rental outlets in the U.S. Also in 1987, the revenue taken in from the home video market surpassed box office revenues for that year. Wow. That's when it was like, whoa, we're on to something, yeah. right? And and everybody was jumping on that train. And so eventually, I mean, that, like Sean said, that was Betamax, that was VHS. Then DVDs come around and begin to dominate the rental market in the late 90s. That's when you had... Mm-hmm separate sections because yeah, there were people that true. still didn't have DVD yep. players <laughs> like you were rich enough to have a DVD player a little cheaper than <laughs> yeah. the DVDs and then slowly they would they those would thin out and there'd only be like yeah. one wall of VHS you're like mom and dad we have to buy a DVD player fine all of the VHS they had was like on sale and not yeah. for rent and it's like yeah they were selling them we're like, buy three dollars a piece <laughs> <laughs> they were in like they were in a cage in like bins that you had to sort through like it's just yikes uh, so then eventually in the late 2000s, the availability of uh, ultra-fast internet, video-on-demand platforms, the need for video rental stores decreased absolutely dramatically. I mean, it fell off a cliff. In th- th- this will show you. In 2000, there were 20, 28,000 stores open. Uh, and in late 2015, it was down to 4,000. Wow. Uh, I mean, it just just fell off a cliff. Um, so that's sort of the history of the video rental store itself. Um, but we thought we'd dive into a couple of the big juggernauts, uh, a couple of the big, the, the ones that you likely went to as a kid to give you a little more information on that. So, uh, AJ, I say we start in reverse. Let's learn about kind of the last remaining juggernaut, the, the family video. Yeah. Um it was it's it was the it's the last kind of last one we'll get there um so it actually started like the idea and the the kind of culmination of it started way even before the 70s um it was in 46 there was an appliance and and supply company mid-state appliance and supply company it got passed down to uh, uh the son of the owner essentially in 1953 and so this company instead of doing like uh, appliances and stuff, they became a distribution uh, center for uh, magnetic video is what it's called. Hmm. So they started getting like inundated with all this like stock. And so the guy basically in 1978 started um, video movie club. So, and this, this is, it was in Springfield, Field, Illinois, 1978. And it was a club. You had to pay a membership to do it. And then every rental was five bucks. Oh, okay. That's pretty expensive. Yeah. No kidding. Um, this is what eventually evolved into family video. Right. And that's what it became, hmm. um, was another video rental store. Now, it now it became a chain store, a, at a that chain. Point. It yep. started to build and blockbuster was the big, was a big hitter at mm-hmm. this point. Right. And so. Their focus was like the big cities, like a lot of larger cities, and then they'd open up inside those larger cities. Well, family video went the opposite way. They were the they were the rural chain, right. if you will. It's probably why we see a lot of them in Iowa and stuff like that. Exactly. And so they started opening up in like the small to mid-sized like towns and everything. That's how they kind of started to compete with Blockbuster, and that's how they started to grow. Um, basically... Uh, they, they kept growing and growing and growing and 
and it kept the same ideas just like Blockbuster does, you know, uh, but it was uh, in the early like t- 2000s. That's when they start to see the decline, essentially. Then they start they start having to liquidate some things. Mm-hmm. They start selling off some stores. They start selling to like fitness chains and because like, <laughs> their stores, you see their store, like they're iconic, right? Yeah, totally. They're the family video store. I think is like one of the most iconic things with that glass pillar in the front, yeah, like the V yeah. entrance, yeah. yeah, and like and they have that that quintessential ones the entrance, Two-door and entrance. there is the exit, and so and the they looked really like streamlined and kind of fancy, almost like uh, like very nineties, like cool nineties. You know what I mean? Cool. Well, they were the one one of the only ones to like keep up the the adult section too right probably but how that, weird is that it's called family video i yeah, mean i guess yeah, you true. have videos for the whole family right? <laughs> that's right <laughs> I don't know they had a kid section too sean okay yeah, kids section you know the, the manson family because <laughs> <laughs> blockbuster or hollywood video and those they didn't have adults <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. no not at all yeah um so one of the things that that i i knew about uh going into it is it was in 2013 i didn't realize that it was an actual formal partnership i just thought it was kind of like the real estate company because it's like it's like the McDonald's effect, right? Mm-hmm. Like McDonald's became so big because that uh, was it Ray Kroc or whatever yeah, yeah. started a, as a real estate company, and that's how he expanded the name, right? That's what they did. Is Highland Ventures is what owns it, and mm-hmm. they started just st- now selling and owning the real estate. They just started selling it, and so. Um, they actually partnered though with Marco's Pizza. Yeah, ah, right. In 2013, and that's, huh? okay. that's how they started to con- continue to like hang on. If because they definitely did. Everybody they else did. was closing, but they're like, nope, we're still good. By that point, like they were the they were like you said the last chain um, of they just they just end up closing their final stores on the sixth. Yeah, January sixth. Yep, January sixth. Um, uh, they were the sole surviving video rental chain in in, uh, in the United States, um, but they they partnered with Marco's Pizza and they started doing these deals like get a free rental when you buy pizza and then like oh come and rent a video now you get a discount on pizza and they just yeah. kind of play it back and forth because yeah they what the goes, little window that, that he yeah. has like a delivery window through the video <laughs> store exactly <laughs> exactly and that's how they kept it going for so long I mean it's it's definitely like intuitive like it's it, it's an ingenuitive like thing to do Absolutely. like I yeah mean, what goes great with movies pizza night fuck yeah you know yeah. what goes great with pizza night a movie like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a perfect idea but I, I think what we're gonna see as the the common theme here is it's just too easy to just have a movie yep. just downloaded and streamed you know it, yeah it's or it's, streamed. it's just too bad i mean I, i'm sure we'll get into it too but like even Redbox and yeah. and when netflix started was just like a, a strictly that's like a uh you mail, you get them in the mail, you know, and you, you don't you have to leave your house. Them. Yeah. Right. It was the early stages of, wait, I don't have to leave. Exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, I can, I can be naked and, and order a movie. <laughs> no kidding. I, mean, I don't is, have to, I don't have to like stay dressed till the delivery guy comes and then I can get naked. <laughs> and I just put on a shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Well, well, one of the other juggernauts, uh, I think for most people, we're trying to figure out what most people probably went to as a kid. I, I would say Hollywood Video being one of the other huge juggernauts, and I know okay. you checked into that, right, Sean? Yeah, Hollywood Video was actually like like one of my mainstays. Like that's that's kind of where I ventured off to the most. There was a blockbuster by me as well. I, I mostly went to the Hollywood Video. I don't know why I liked it better. 
Um, I never really went to Blockbuster and got movies, but uh, so I mean, in that aspect, Hollywood Entertainment Corp. Um, NASDAQ HLYW, more commonly known as Hollywood Video, <laughs> uh, started, started in 1988 and was the largest competitor of Blockbuster. So, right, um, we'll get we'll get to you and, and your and your Buster <laughs> blocks. In 1984, Mark Waddles, W A T T L E S, Waddles, so, Waddles. But it's fun. Fun to say. <laughs> uh, he left college and was struggling financially. His parents gave him a VCR taken by uh, the lucrative and affordable. Enter- he was taken by the uh, lucrative and affordable entertainment at his hands. Waddles borrowed. <laughs> this is funny. Waddles borrowed some money so he could open a 500 square foot video rental store with 300 films located in Portland, Oregon. And so. He just kind of had a dream yeah. and just opened up a place and got some movies. Sort of maybe passionate about it, like yeah. really liked movies. And yeah, so. he just he saw kind of a business opportunity and I'm assuming was just kind of taken by movies and wanted to share them with people. 1988, Waddles forms Hollywood Entertainment, becomes president and chief executive. Hollywood then opened stores in Washington, California, Nevada, and Texas. So get into the big cities, you know. Uh, in 1993, Hollywood now had 16 stores and became a public company. On average, one store would have 16,000 titles available to rent. Jesus. 1995, Blockbuster sued Hollywood uh, for $10 million for hiring five ex-employees. <laughs> that that seems... Those numbers check out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, block, block, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Blockbuster uh, alleged that the employees knew some trade secrets. Okay. Like, within uh, Blockbuster. And so, it, it, it really didn't go anywhere. And uh, the courts kind of ruled it in favor of Hollywood Video just because there, there wasn't really any case. Um, but it wouldn't be the last time that Blockbuster would uh, try and crush Hollywood Video. But we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> 1995, Hollywood purchased Midwestern-based company Video Watch and then proceeded to open up 90 more stores in the Midwest over the next three years. So they're getting to more of the heartland kind of thing, uh, like Starbucks and kind of places and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, 2004, Hollywood Video was a target for a hostile takeover. You could say a coup. Oh, okay. Or an attempt by a competitor <laughs> blockbuster. You could say terrorists. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude, I, we're just doing our research. Like, I'm not picking sides here, okay? <laughs> Quit staring at me like Blockbuster that. Blockbuster backed out over antitrust issues, you could say, because they were fed bullshit for four years. Sure. You could say that. You could say that. Um, Hollywood Video eventually said, fuck you, and sold to Movie Gallery Company. Oh, yeah. So you could say... Oh yeah, they elected another person who was more common. Movie gallery was 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 yeah. pretty up there in the juggernauts. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, um, Hollywood Video would eventually get in the Video Game Act, partnering with Game Crazy. Ooh. But all would be for naught, as in 2010, the store lasting 22 years would file Chapter Seven bankruptcy and close for good. So that is Hollywood Video for you. Well, you're you're definitely picking on Blockbuster, but it is warranted. Like upon some <laughs> research in Blockbuster, they might have been one of the poorest run companies. Oh, wow! Really? Uh, you will understand after this that they they caused their own demise. They had mm. so many chances to like actually succeed and move into the next level, and they never did. It was Blockbuster was founded by David and Sandy Cook from Texas. They bought into a Dallas video store franchise known as Video Works. Hmm. So they weren't an original one, but they bought into one in 1978. And they continued to operate until they got into some arguments with Video Works when they refused to allow. Oh, this is crazy. Video Works refused to allow the cooks to decorate the interior of the store in blue and yellow. 
the, Weird. the blockbuster blue and yeah, yellow, yeah. right? They said, no, you can't do that. So in 1985, they parted ways and the cooks opened their own video store place called Blockbuster Video. Uh, following the immediate success of the first store, they started franchising and it took off like crazy. Okay. Uh, the, the cooks were super smart oil people and they were already rich. They knew how to run businesses and Blockbuster would, austin, uh, would often custom tailor a store's inventory to its neighborhood based on local demographics wow. to like, if oh, this is weird. the type of demographics, this is what they're going to want to watch. Sure. And it was very successful. By the mid-90s, they were buying out nearly every franchise they could find and became a multi-billion dollar company. Um, It was good in the 90s. People knew that, but people also knew that troubles lay ahead for the video store business in the 90s. Improving cable television, more networks, the internet getting stronger. People knew something was on the horizon, but they didn't know what to do. Blockbuster turned down a chance to purchase a struggling Netflix in 2000. Wow. For right. $50 million, they had a chance to oh buy Netflix God. in 2000. To Netflix was just giving it away. Can you imagine what they're worth now? I know Netflix doesn't necessarily profit at this point, sure, but yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Like they're, they're, yeah. They could turn around and sell this to anyone for trillions of dollars. Yeah. But again, this is the first inkling that Blockbuster is not the smartest group of business people. I mean, that's just like, I think Paramount not taking a chance on home alone yeah. or something <laughs> same thing right yeah yeah uh so at its peak in 2004 blockbuster consisted of nine over nine thousand stores and employed approximately eighty-five thousand people so you could see it was 2000 they're like we're still improving like yeah, things yeah. are still good they were ignoring the warning signs in 2007 things were starting to look bad though as netflix was actually figuring itself out turning into some sort of a power. Um, so they were trying to adapt, right? They're like, we're going to start a DVD by mail program <laughs> like Netflix. Cause again, for all you long, young listeners, Netflix was a mailed movie mm-hmm, program. Right. Didn't, was, yes. didn't they do it though? They did. Yeah. Okay. It was called, it was called total access. Huh? Do not remember that at all. Um, but they, the internal power struggles, bad <laughs> oh, manship. Man. I mean, they made terrible decisions. It, it turned into a total flop. So then they bought into Movie Link, which was a streaming platform, uh, like in its very early stages. And despite a growing rise from Netflix and Redbox, the company's management didn't think that streaming was the future. And they chose <laughs> to focus their competition on Apple and Walmart as their primary, like, uh, Competition, hmm. oh my meaning still the same. Like Walmart was selling a lot of DVDs, yeah. and they're like, "That's our. Co- we need to get in there." And like, okay, so yeah. so then th- I mean, things dropped off massively. And on September twenty third, two thousand ten, they filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. They attempted many things to dig out of it over the next five years. They said, "We're going to get out of this. We're going to get out of this," including to try now be a competitor of Netflix. They they partnered with Dish Network two very struggling people going, Oh no, the future's not yeah. looking good. <laughs> and it was, it was too late though. That obviously failed as well. And so by 2018, there were nine stores remaining worldwide, eventually down to one store mm-hmm. in bend, Oregon in 2019 in August, 2020, the location was listed as an Airbnb <laughs> for a nineties themed sleepover. Like, <laughs> Oh, I remember. Hearing yeah. It was, it was for three nights in September. And oh then like, God. you know, it, yeah, it, it, dude, that would be so incredible. Be and awesome. they, they were the ones running the Twitter account. That was really funny too. Okay. They're like, Hey, blockbuster. <laughs> you know? uh, and of course that, you know, they, 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 that didn't survive. It eventually closed, but clearly bad leadership, terrible decisions. Uh, 
they actually, th- this is what I'll leave you with. Jonathan Salem, Salem Baskin, a former Blockbuster marketing communications executive, stated digital would have changed Blockbuster's business for sure, but it wasn't its killer. That credit belongs to Blockbuster itself. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. like, even had they bought Netflix, they might have ruined it. Yeah. And then we wouldn't have what we have now. We'd have some weird things. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> so, you know, we touched on the big three players, but. There's the forgotten player in all of this. It's the local store that was probably eventually right. bought out by these big chains. But for me, like that was before I moved to Cedar Rapids. Cedar when I moved to Cedar Rapids, I went to Blockbuster all the time. That mm-hmm. was our store. Then eventually cha- in college, then eventually changing to Family Video and Blockbuster closed. But for as a child, we had the local store right on the corner. In what Florida, was yours? Like Blasty Blast Video or Doi TV? Doi TV. That's right. Doi TV. So weird and such a small little place, and it had that smell. It had that. I don't know if VHSs in particular had a smell or the plastic had a smell, but yeah. all those places just had a smell, they and did, it was man. so. It just amped you up to walk in there. Like, We're going to walk out with something. Yeah. Doi TV was our spot, man. And they eventually switched to the video game rentals in the yeah. late 80s, early 90s, where you'd walk away with a full console, a regular 8-bit Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Then when we finally bought one, we got to rent Nintendo video games. Like, it was unbelievable. It was yeah. like a heyday for me, man. Yeah. It was you, awesome. You had a local store, though, that you went to, right? Yeah, it was Adventureland Video. Adventureland. <laughs> Adventureland Video was the first and foremost. And, like, it looked like it looked like you were going to um, it looked like you were going to a movie theater. Um, oh, and then you walk in. It's like the back. It's like what you would think the back room of a movie theater is. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that weird green kind of carpet that is definitely <laughs> pulling up at the seams and like gold trim but not nice gold trim and it's like like the over oh, the register is old and looks like you know it was definitely like the the big old push button <laughs> thing yeah, just yeah. Pull yeah. It. <laughs> like that sort of thing but like it was just but then it felt like a library yeah the way it was set up in and in a weird way like in a claustrophobic way cuz the <laughs> shelves were went so high maybe it was just cuz i was a kid yeah, short yeah. you know but it just felt everything about it was like nostalgia to a T. You did. You felt like you were in like the basement of a movie theater, but it was on the ground floor. Yeah. <laughs> it was somehow very dark, even though it was a even glass there was front tons of door. <laughs> and you're just like, why is it so dark in here? Um, but but I remember like one of the things I remember going through is like finding what was it? It was like Jason X or something like that. And it was like the, the silver mask with the snake going through. I was like scared by it. And like, yeah. that's, that's Jason goes to hell. But yeah. Jason goes to hell. There we go. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I don't like, I don't know. Spooky movies. You show. know, he doesn't like spooky. I don't like the spookies. Okay. Let's get it right next time. Uh, <laughs> but I also remember like find like mighty ducks there. Totally. And like, you know, I don't know. Uh, that turned into that, that eventually went out of business. We didn't have like a movie store. We had to go to high V to actually rent movies. They had this very oh, small yeah. section. Yeah, they sure did. The IV they? eventually did do that. You're like right. the canning area. Like yeah. you brought your cans back. And then like on the, there was like three half walls of like deep movies, VHS you could watch. <laughs> like right. And I know we got Lethal Weapon 3 from there. Of course <laughs> like, you did. I'm pretty sure we just walked away and never took it back. <laughs> and so, and then, uh, but, but Mr. Movies Oh, okay. Was that was that kind of maybe like an Iowa thing? Because I, I didn't know like of that until I moved here. 
I feel like it was. It, it was. It was definitely like upper Midwest. Yeah. You know what I mean. But I and I have no idea. You know, I was too young to know. But it, it was Mister Movies. It was like green and white sign, mm-hmm. very plain. But that's what moved in place of like Adventureland. Oh, did video. they? Did they buy out Adventureland? I don't and know. Take it over? I feel like there was like this big long like transition, like point where there was nothing there. It was just that sign was there, <laughs> and then like Mister Movies appeared. <laughs> so Wee. yeah, it was, and it was exactly. cleaner and brighter. It, it was like I feel like it was. <laughs> a very midwest take on blockbuster i think i think you're right about that yeah yeah so that's what i remember and then finally family video came in yeah. but it came at the peak of all this and i swear it was only there through the the decline of their industry so, some poor sap bought into the franchise oh, yeah. in 2007 <laughs> and goes yeah. damn it <laughs> that glass pillar showed up and then it just crumbled <laughs> did, did you bad. have a did you have a small town one i never or had no? like a mom pop shop but uh I, the one that we lived next to was like you mentioned mr movie so okay. I, I so that to me was our mom and pop but apparently it was kind of a, a i don't i think you're i think you're right though i don't think there was too many of those yeah. around yeah uh I, but regardless like that was like my vhs store like that's where i remember mostly getting vhs's and stuff like that and uh, the smell of it is like how I want oxygen to smell all of the time. <laughs> I, I, this, I, I remember walking in and obviously like we've discussed, like all the new releases <laughs> are wrapped around the entire building. And then like, I would avoid the horror section because I was too scared. <laughs> See, you get it. <laughs> like I remember specifically the cover of night of the demons scared the shit out of me. And, uh, I mean, eventually that would change. And now I love that movie, but, um, yeah, man, I remember I remember uh, uh, renting like things over and over and over again. Like, I, like the Crow was a huge mainstay for me. I lo- I love that movie. Uh, we'll we'll cover it on the show sometime. Um, but yeah, I, it was it was mostly Mr. Movies, and I, I remember just like deals, like you know five five for <laughs> five yeah five for five for five for like you know the previously yep. viewed and not yeah. not the new ones, but you can get like the three for 20 new rentals, you know, and, or like a lot of the deals were like three for a week, yeah, three movies for yep. a week. And then like the new, the new releases were like two day rentals kind of mostly, you know? Uh, yeah, man, I, people, people Mr. don't, movies. people don't know the, the fear and horror of going there specifically for a new release (laughs) and you get there and you're too late. Like there was only a specific quantity of movies, especially back then. Yes. And you walk up and you see, because again, the way it was is the cover was on the outside. It was empty. And then behind it were the rentals and you get up there and you see that they're all flat. Like they're all against the wall. You go, no, 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 no. There's none. I remember going up to like the counter and be like, Hey, is there any, did did anybody return one? Like just now, you know, to get it, everyone saw that would work. Yeah, everyone saw that would work. Oh yeah, this one's still in the, the clear plastic case. Oh, they didn't rewind it though. Is no, that okay? Yeah. Can I get the display one? Like, yeah, I know. I you're playing it on the TV. Can I just get that one? <laughs> let me let me play another scenario for you that uh, that I definitely experienced as the youngest of of four. Okay, <laughs> I go in. You got you didn't get a pick. It's movie. me and Bob. Okay, well that was old enough to pick now, but we knew we were going in for Mission Impossible Two. Okay. Got to. And we, we were found, on a mission. We were for on a mission. Mission Impossible. For Mission Impossible <laughs> 2. Okay. And we get there and we find it. We scour the whole wall. Because, you know, they have like in family video, there's like 
whole section of just Mission Impossible. Just that one. <laughs> Especially and if it was the big blockbuster, like, like a, oh, man. It's like a four-by-five section on this one. It's all Mission Impossible 2. Cut, cut out some Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and, and he, so we find one, and it's at the bottom. It's one of the bottom corners, yep. and we find one, and oh, we get up. Yeah. We get up there and we're like, yes. And we picked a couple of video games too. Cause they yeah, had, a, they, they had, they had, it was the weekend. It was like, you know, you got three nights uh, or you got five nights for like only a dollar more. Yeah. <laughs> and so we went up there, we got up there and then we go, it's like, Oh yeah. It looks like there's some late fees on the <laughs> account. Oh, and we're like, free time. it's like, it looks like, looks like somebody rented, uh, just ha- took too long with Billy Madison. <laughs> And you're like, damn it, Ray. No, Ray. And your brother. I'm calling you out now, Ray. And it was, you had to pay for it. And we had to pay your damn late yep. fees. And mom and dad hadn't found out about it yet. Yep. You're lucky we covered it. Because if ass. you don't pay those late fees, you aren't walking out with Mission Impossible. That's right. That's right. We wouldn't get it. It's like, it was like this new age library BS. You know, you got to pay your late fees. You know, I feel like, I feel like late fees like kind of prepared me for like adult life yep. and, and like paying bills late, you know? <laughs> Like it's just it's just like they're but they don't sometimes they would call you but like you're like who the fuck yeah. they, this they is my know. movie now <laughs> think about that person's job <laughs> they have to call the they have to call the uh, yeah that's part of your like job. that's part of your job hey you're gonna call the late fee, late fee people <laughs> and it's just like. <sighs> that's right. Billy Madison. What a bummer job! <laughs> like part of that job to have to, to have to deal with. I feel bad for those guys. Did you guys? I mean, I I I know you guys love movies. That's obviously why we're here. But did you guys ever have like the employee that like you would talk to or anything like that? No. That you, you mean would, to ask? Hey, what's what's the good movies? Yeah, yeah. like no. like the cin the cinema guy who was just like, if you like this, yeah, you you get this. Did you guys ever have anybody like that? I I didn't have anyone like that. I didn't. No, I didn't either, and I I always wanted that. Like if and I, I feel always like that should have been. You. I always wanted to be that. Yeah, yeah I, I've never worked at a video store, which is like the most re- surprising regret that I've had yeah. in my entire life. Like I, if I could go back, that's what I would do. Um, but I, I like I always hear stories of like you know podcasts that I listen to, that like reminiscing of of this kind of stuff. Um, of having that. Well, Tarantino was that guy. Yeah, yeah. He when when he was uh, in in Los Angeles and and a struggling filmmaker, he was the guy who was like, if you like uh, this Gene Renault role, you sh- you should uh, check out uh, some more Cassavetes films or something like that. Like, I always wanted that, but I never got it. So yeah. I, it was always like on on my own kind of mission, you know. Yeah. There was a. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going through and you, you like they somebody wrote like on a fun shaped piece of paper it says Tarantino's pick and you pick that movie like oh yeah uh, but you don't realize who <laughs> Quentin Tarantino is obviously yeah. he's the guy picking movies it's Quentin Tarantino that weird guy yeah <laughs> we we used to play a game in college at Blockbuster me and my roommates we'd go and the strict mission was like let's say it's a long weekend ahead of time there would be three of us go we we would all have to pick a movie strictly based on how terrible the cover art is. <laughs> so they're mostly like, mostly horror movies, like horror movies yeah. in particular have very right, incredible right. work. Just weren't good. <laughs> but then the movie, the movie never translates. Yeah, yeah. The, the one I remember specifically to this day was deep shock. Have you heard of deep shock? Yes. The, the cover is this giant 
terrifying mouth with teeth coming yeah, up from the ocean. Awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and it looks like, oh, my God, this is going to be the craziest thing ever. And you get home, and it's, it turns out they're really terrible CGI electric eels that look nothing like the <laughs> sharp teeth from the cover. But we would do that on a weekend. Like, we'd get some beer and watch the worst uh. movies of all time. It's called the, I forget we call it, like, the blockbuster shit, shit deal or something like that. <laughs> That was that was one of my favorite blockbuster memories. Well, yeah, yeah. As I remember as like getting older and like just going on going driving to the video store myself um, or like going with my friend or something. We would get like the five movie deal and we would just because we were big horror fans and we were like wanted to do our due diligence yep. and watch all the classics. And so we would just go pick out five movies and watch them the entire night one after another and just eat pizza and yeah. fucking hang out and then not sleep and yeah. wake up and do the same thing. Yeah. I just, I, I love that. As, like that's such like a communal thing. Like even I never really did that, but like you said, like bringing dates or something like bringing a date and be like, Hey, let's just pick it up was, a few movies. It was that weird. It was that get to know each other yeah. thing where you're walking slowly through the video rental store and you're like asking if you've seen this movie. Sure. What do you, you kind of got to know, and you knew who was on a date when you were there too, because they were really going like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, sure, I do love a uh, good Jim Carrey film. You know? Flubber again, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did know that. <laughs> the old couple doing it was always my favorite. <laughs> that was the best. They're an older couple, and you, they're clearly on like a first date or something like that. They're like kind of trying to trying to get back out there. <laughs> like, well, we just go and rent a movie, and that's <laughs> that's what a good date will be. They go, they go into the corner where the curtain is. Uh, or they they both forgot their reading glasses. Like, can you read this? Who is it? What movie is this? I can't read it. Yeah. I remember I remember going to Hollywood Video a bunch, and that that was kind of like my store, like I said. But like they always had like the black and white photos on the walls of like Marilyn Monroe and mm. Catherine Hepburn and James Dean, who was only in three movies. So I don't know why he's <laughs> you know like and then you know like Gene Hackman and stuff like that. So like I, I it was that kind of theme for Hollywood Video it was like you're entering Hollywood, like yeah. this is royalty, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I always wish I, I had that that guy that was like, you like Night of the Demons? Why don't you get Night of the Demons? <laughs> <laughs> I I do mi- I do miss though. Like if you compare it, it sure is great to just have everything at your fingertips. But there are two things like. I never got tired of just walking up and down the aisles and I could I be there for an hour yeah. and just look at every, read every movie alphabetical and figure out which one you want. Um, where I do very much get sick of by the time you get a couple clicks in on Netflix and you haven't Seriously. found what you want, you start getting like, ah, fuck, I can't find what I want. And then the other thing too, the best part about renting a movie is you were, st- you were stuck with your investment. You yes. just made an investment. Yes. You watched this whole thing where it's so easy. You've already got your net- Netflix subscription. You make it 10 minutes in. Oh, like this movie. You're done. You Such move a on point. Yep. Like you, you have to watch this film. You invested in it. Watch it. Right. Maybe watch it two, two or three times. Yeah. Cause then you got to return it and you'll never get it again. You know? So like those are two things that I think are lost in this ease generation. Every, every time I'm like, I'm watching something and, I, and it's just not grabbing me. It's, it's, it's just so easy to just back out of it yeah. because it, I didn't pay for it. And, and maybe I even did. I could, I mean, I just paid like four bucks for it or something like that. I just back out. Like you said, but, but with, Having the physical thing <laughs> and it's staring at you. It's yeah, like, you gotta watch you this. You have to be there for it, like a vinyl to flip over. You know, like you have to put it in the DVD player or the VHS thing, or rewind it if it wasn't rewound. You know, mm-hmm. and invest into it. Yeah, I mean, obviously you could just click stop if you want to, but like, like you said, it's just not the same. Nah. Like you, you brought it from another place to your home, and you're gonna 
that's 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 <laughs> you, have you, to. you made a contract yeah. you know <laughs> and like it's so easy with like streaming and stuff like that to you're so on your easy. couch already you, yep. you didn't you didn't do anything to receive this movie you know can i ask you guys opinion on one thing without starting a whole nother conversation but i feel like it's basically the last possible thing that you can do to do this exact experience but it somehow doesn't have the nostalgic a red box yeah. Have you guys been to a red box? I, I used to use it quite a bit. Yeah. Definitely still do you around. Still go? I do not. No. 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 They are still there though. They're still there. I, I guess without gas stations and shit. Without brick and mortar, like what's the yeah. harm? Like there's yeah. you're not losing any money. That's true. No, absolutely. I wonder like, what they like I mean, I guess, obviously they still keep going, but I wonder like what's yeah. what's the overhead? Yeah. <laughs> Are you thinking about buying one? You want to buy into some Redbox? Hey, yeah, let's, let's, in red let's just do like all the movies that we've covered only. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the confused Redbox. Red yeah, there we go. We'll make it a yellow box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, do you think? Do you think that? Physical stores could ever make a comeback? Or are we just too? We're just well beyond it, right? I mean, hey, man, vinyl. That is very true. Vinyl did make a comeback, but listening to a vinyl is the way that this was intended to be listened to. Mm -hmm. It is the best possible audio quality that you can get. But I don't think that's the same for movies. Like watching a 4K streamed movie is like the same as buying it on Blu-ray and watching it for the most part. Right. So there's not that there's not that like, well, (laughs) true. If you want to be true to form, you got to watch it. Yeah. The physical copy. This, this DVD copy looked way better than the Blu-ray that it came out. (laughs) Like, yeah, you're right. It's the 4k is the best. It's going to look in your home on film. At a like projected at a movie theater is like the vinyl of the, of the, or the live concert. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but for me, uh, like being a collector, I, I like to I collect a shit ton of movies, like Blu-rays, DVDs, and stuff like that. Um, I think eventually, like all of the all of the streaming platforms, like you never know, you never know, like the, the sun, the solar flare is going to hit one day and oh, wow. t- take it all out. Like the, we could lose all of this information that we have think about that. At, at our grips. But you come to my house, I have this entire fucking library of movies that I love, like, and, and they're physically right there and I can pop them. That's in, you very know? true. Uh, so it's that, it's that kind of aspect that makes me keep like wanting to get and collect these movies. But I don't know if they could ever like really make a public yeah. comeback. I mean, maybe like a nostalgic kind of thing. Like there's a store and sleepovers. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's <laughs> really awesome. I feel like that's where you could take any of that. Like it would be so like, think if you could, if you could buy one of those old stores and turn it into that oh, and man. like, it's a bar slash sleepover yeah. for your friends. Watch whatever yeah. movie you want to watch. Yeah, like I feel like I feel like any of those places could very easily become a barcade. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, so that's another. Like you just have to add alcohol. Yeah, you just add all you got to do, and that's really? enough for people to show up again. Old video games. I don't. I don't like those old video games. Drink beer with my buddies while we play well, them. Oh, <laughs> 80s music. Oh my god. Perfect. Well, anything else you want to add in before we we end our homage to video rental stores? I think that's it, man. I, I just I miss them. Like the smell, like we said, the I, smell. I just going there, being there, um, looking at all the physical things, and I I will miss it. I, I I can't even tell you the last time I, I was, was going to say. Is it that? Is it that where you you miss it? Like you could have supported Family Video sure. over the last couple of years, sure. and you didn't it? Absolutely. But now that it's gone, you're going, oh no, Family Video, right. but. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's a bit hip- yeah. hypocritical for sure. But yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. I, that's what we talk about on this podcast. It's the nostalgia of it. It's not that I do want to go pick out a movie in person and waste yeah. my time, but it's like the it's remembering the experiences of when you used to do that. And that that's what this whole podcast is about is the movies and the times that we grew up in. And and that's what I'll miss about it is the the experience of it, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is definitely the experience. And uh, it, it'll be very very much missed oh yeah oh man i think uh it was a place for me to go in a small town to go and do something for like me and my friends my brothers that kind of thing sean let me know when you open up your post-apocalyptic uh video (laughs) store though because that'll be a fun time i think that'll be a good time for after you know we basically the world ends you bet sean will be too nice like he won't charge you the late fees he'll be like all right fine (laughs) next time though put it on my tab (laughs) i I mean i let i let aj borrow some movies sometimes and i'm just like hey i'm gonna need that back he's like yeah 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 hey i'm gonna need that yeah Little as you know, I'm collecting for my own movies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, hey, for the, for uh, last week's movie, I I pull it off my shelf and put it in the, in the Blu-ray player. Do that. I did that. not because I have never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thanks for tuning in. We're we're loving these mini bite episodes. This is the second uh, mini bite, and we'll have another one coming for you in two weeks. And in one week, join us for a movie that I definitely rented from a, from a blockbuster, 1994. Six, five, speed. Yes. Keanu Reeves. And Jeff Daniels. <laughs> Jeff <laughs> fucking Daniels. <laughs> well, well, we'll be in for that. So make sure you tune in. We will see you next time. Okay, bye. 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 truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.